Hey, all you Trek Live crew members, this is Trek Live Dan. Just wanted to say thank you for dropping by the podcast feed. Just a friendly reminder that this podcast is recorded live first on our YouTube channel, so definitely um, stop on by to join the discussion. Without further ado, enjoy the show. I'm doing great. I am excited to talk Star Trek, uh, talk destinations, everything. Yeah, I think... Uh, I like to think our topic this week is kind of appropriate. Um, we're hitting the one year anniversary of sort of things like travel and uh, tourism kind of became, you know, thing of the past, at least temporarily, hopefully. Uh, and we are starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel, I think, uh, with respect to that. So it's going to be cool to like put ourselves in the Star Trek universe and, you know, think about say travel was restricted for some reason for a year or two years, or whatever. And where would we want to go in the Star Trek universe Yeah, know, when the haze lifts and you can go out and do the things you could normally do. So really cool topic. Really excited to talk about it. I love the opportunities to like, like I said, put ourselves in the Star Trek universe a little bit and think about it from like an in-universe standpoint. And uh, we don't do that too, too often. And yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. But before we get into that, as we always do, uh, do you have any rewatch, uh, recap? <sighs> I, don't, I don't. I don't. Okay. I've been bad this week. I've been busy. Um, hopefully this weekend, rest of this weekend, will be filled with Star Trek and catching up on the... Uh, Deep Space Nine, so. There you go. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it happens. I've had weeks like that not too long ago. Yeah. A couple weeks, I think, of really no movement. But uh, for me, I, I'm moving along a little bit into the meat and potatoes of season three of Deep Space Nine. Uh, this is like the rare point at this point in watching Star Trek, now that I'm into like the overlap period where there's two shows at once. Uh, there's this little period at the beginning of season three where Voyager hasn't started yet, so it's actually like 12 episodes in a row of uh, just Deep Space Nine, yeah. uh, with the exception of uh, Generations, which is like right at the end of that run. Um, so I watched Second Skin, The Abandoned, Civil Defense, Meridian, Defiant, and Generations. Uh, okay. And right off the heels of that, I'm going to have Fascination, Past Tense 1 and 2, and then Caretaker. And then I'm off into the... the oh. Okay. Yeah. So some exciting stuff coming. Um, mixed bag of episodes, I think, yeah. as far as what I watched. Meridian is a stinker. Not one of my favorites. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm always down for romance in Star Trek. I think there are lots of examples of that working well. Um, there are some examples of it not working well, especially when it comes to, and I think we've talked about this, like on Star Trek romances, I think we did an episode, maybe we touched on the sort of risk involved with sort of having one-off romances for the characters, like having a, a, um, a series regular fall in love very quickly with a sort of a random guest. Yeah. Um, TOS does that a lot. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. The new shows do it a little less often, I think, but when they do it, again, mixed results. I really love Lessons, which is like kind of like that, where you have a, a main character have a have a, a romance with a new character for that, that episode. Uh, but this is one that I feel like does not feel like it gels very much. Like I think that's a little a little forced. Um, 
Yeah. Especially given the choice that it forces Dax to make and the decision she winds up making, at least initially, to leave and go with these people. Uh, that never feels earned to me. And makes it a tough one. Um, but, um, and I think I remember you saying sort of the same thing when you were in season three. Yeah, that, it, that was kind of a, a felt, misfire for you. It felt a little bit um, out of character for Dax. I, I don't think she would be that ambitious to just throw away everything she worked for uh, yeah. over just some guys she just met. So, um, yeah. And then, yeah, the B plot is, is, is weird and bad as well in that episode. So, um, yeah, just kind of an all around stinker, uh, at least right. my, for my money. I also think taking kind of a risk with like phasing yourself and going out into another dimension. I feel like that's a risky decision. Big sci-fi concept. Join Trill. Yeah. It is a, it is a cool fiction. When the episode starts, I'm always like, Oh man, this is cool. They're on the defiant. Yeah. They're out there exploring. It's kind of like a traditional Star Trek idea. It's planet appears out of nowhere. And they're like, what the heck? And yeah. the, the sort of investigative, what, what's the scientific, you know, mm-hmm. phenomenon stuff i i dig that that's that's classic star trek to me yeah um it's 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 the it's the love story that i think is kind of um forced i don't think the chemistry is as strong as you need it to be for one of those one-offs to really work and um again i think the the decisions that dax makes and the the, the rapid fireness of her um willingness to kind of throw it all away and you know take a leap of faith yeah it feels false to me given that she's joined I, there's so much emphasis it seems to me when, when you're talking about a joint trail but like protecting the symbiont at all costs like making sure that it continues on and you know that you're kind of one piece of the the lineage as a as one host and there will be more to come and i feel like taking that leap of faith of i'm gonna you know phase myself out of this dimension and go phase away for 60 years and see what yeah. happens like that seems like a risky thing to do um for the, the symbiont. Um, so, not a favorite, but I did, I, I enjoy Civil Defense a lot. I know that's an episode close <sighs> to your heart. Yeah. It's, a, it's a really fun one that never fails. It's so rewatchable. It's so just like easy flowing. It uses all the characters, including the recurrings. I love seeing Garrick and Ducat. <laughs> their, their like banter is great. Yeah. Uh, you don't get to see them together too, too often. And wherever they are, it's really, really well done. Yeah. Um, so that's a that's a great one. I really enjoy that. Second skin is really great. So good. Um, yeah. So there's some good ones in there. Generations is a fascinating thing to talk about. I the, we were doing Trek After Dark last night, and it's really a mixed bag. And I, I mentioned while we were kind of just casually talking um, that I think it might be one of the most divisive things. I tweeted about it, and I feel like the the range of responses that I saw range from putrid makes me physically ill to. I love it so much. It's my favorite TNG movie. It's way up there on my movie ranks. Like you get such a wide variety of uh, responses there. Um, I think you get. I have have mixed feelings myself. Yeah, you get a lot of nostalgia with it. You get to see kind of the old, old ways, but also the new ways. I think it's a very ambitious. It tries to do a a lot, Um, but for my money, it's kind of middle of the road for me, at least. Yeah, I always kind of put it there. I, I put it towards the bottom of the middle of the pack yeah. for me. And a lot of it is driven by nostalgia. I, I mentioned that, you know, as I was a seven-year-old seeing it in theater, <laughs> loving The Next Generation, yeah. and the, the rush of seeing the characters, the sets, the ship uh, on the big screen, and, uh, you know, big, you know, bigger than life uh, was 
something I'll never forget. I mean, it was a really memorable movie theater experience, and I thought it was so cool at the time. But it's clearly it's 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 flimsy with the Nexus, and it's kind of convenient the way yeah. that that works. That's a that's a very um, you know strong emphasis on like plot device, you know, driving the story. Um, but and it, it feels sort of reverse engineered again, you know, getting Kirk and Picard together, like find a way to make this happen at all costs. Yeah. Um, doesn't always feel totally organic and sensical. Um, but I, I enjoy it every time I'd be lying if I sat here and said that, you know, while I'm watching it, I'm not kind of like along for the ride and kind of happy doing it. Um, it's, 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 but I'm aware as I'm, as I'm watching it, that it's, yeah. you know, it's not as airtight as say first contact is or, you know, voyage home is, you know, there, there are better entries, I think. Yeah. Uh, more, more complete. Um, so yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's get into the topic of the day. Let's, let's put ourselves in, into the Star Trek universe a little bit and, uh, let's do it. Put our, you know, consider, you know, a situation where we can't travel for a long time and now yeah. that travel restriction's been lifted. Like what what are the kinds of places that pop to mind for you is like, you know, I would want to go here. I I think the easy way, the easy uh one that I feel like everybody kind of mentions is Ryza. But for yeah. for my money, that's not something that kind of came to mind and maybe because I'm kind of in this specific headspace because I'm watching Deep Space Nine, but I would love to go to Bajor. I think there's some great garden scenes that look super peaceful with like the, um, you know, the monasteries and things like that. There's, there's some great, like really rich culture that I think would be uh, in the history and things like that, I think. But there's also other provenances you could explore, like a just kind of a sleepy kind of farm kind of community, too. would be really fun, I think. Um, so, yeah, I think that's – Bajor is probably the one that comes to mind for me just because I think maybe the, the destination's kind of um, – it can reveal like what you, how you are as kind of a person. I kind of like, kind of like a peaceful kind of sleepy, maybe some yeah. deep culture instead of, um, you know, sitting on a beach somewhere, which I, I, I appreciate definitely was on my list. I do like, uh, like the rise of type of, um, argument, I guess, but I think Bajor came to mind for me, uh, kind of right away. Yeah, I agree with you. Rise is the one that pops to mind, like, because it's easy and it's the place that they always want to go. And yeah. it's like kind of driven into your head that that's the spot. That's the that's the that's the one that draws everybody. That's where Starfleet officers go and they get, you know, a bunch of short leaf built up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I buy that like and I, I, I would want to go to. There are things about that. I think of like the Enterprise episode, Two Days, Two Nights, that that little villa that Archer's in looks super comfortable. looks like a great time. Uh, the the nightlife that you then read you know, hijinks aside, like there's a, there's a cool bar. Like it seems like there's cool things to do on rising and yeah. it's not just sitting around in a, in a, in a lounge chair with a horgon sitting next to you. Like <laughs> I think they've done enough to show you that that's not yeah. all there is. There's more to do. Uh, and so I would definitely put that there, but I agree with you also that, you know, my head was saying rise because that's what pops to mind. My heart says Bajor for a lot of reasons. I think because deep space science does so much heavy lifting to sell Bajor as a living, breathing place where there is, like you said, there's monasteries, there's temples, there's institutes and yeah. there's, there's places to go and it feels like a fully realized place. Uh, and, uh, with, with diversity in terms of like, uh, climate and, you know, culture and history. Um, 
so I echo everything you said. I would I would have that way up towards the top of the list. And on top of that, you can catch a transport and go up to Deep Space Nine and exactly go to Quarks and walk the promenade. Like what what else do you need? Like I would I would Yeah. Of course, like the the promenade in Deep Space Nine is something that I, I am equally drawn to. Like Which- you wouldn't want to spend a couple of quarks. Which we kind of didn't really talk about it, but I meant to talk about it kind of at the top of this uh, kind of discussion. I think for my money, the destinations, you have to exclude the holodeck because I know the the holodeck is such a great piece of technology. You could go anywhere, do anything. But I think I would want to physically like go somewhere like on a shuttlecraft or, you know, a transport or something like that. I would want to go there. Like I get the argument of of shore leave with... um, you know the holodeck and i it's a it's a cool tool um but i want to physically go somewhere i agree i totally agree i i think especially after if if we're in a pandemic like situation where travel is restricted you know i I think if we had holodecks people would be spending a lot of time in holodecks right now in in our real life and i'm sure that's what would happen in the star trek universe if there was like no travel for a year or whatever (laughs) Uh, people people would really you know take comfort in the holodeck and getting an opportunity to like pretend that you're somewhere but i think the the real life spontaneity that is offered by actually going to a real place is something that would draw me pretty actively yeah um yeah um yeah, Cyber Honey talks about Bajor the way Cisco describes it to Admiral Ross and favorite the Bold. There's so many scenes like that, I feel like, through Deep Space Nine, especially as the show progresses and Cisco gets more comfortable with it. Like the way he talks about Bajor, I think, builds a lot of that stuff up um, with, with making it an attractive place to go. Uh, yeah. He gets to a point where he starts talking about it as this is where he wants to retire. Like when he's done in Starfleet, he's not going to Earth, he's going to Bajor. Yeah. Like he's going to build a house on Bajor. Yeah. Uh, for all these reasons. And I think knowing where Cisco came from and knowing how resistant he was to being there at the beginning uh, tells you all you need to know about, you know, comfort of that place and the, the the beauty of it. And that all definitely draws, I think, both of us to uh, make that probably our number one. Like, that's where you would go. Yeah, could, number one. Go yeah, 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 yeah. Number, number one. one, for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's just different vibes, too. I guess, like, with anything, like, different vacations, different, you know, if for different, you, you might have different uh, goals in mind. If you, There are things, if you want to accomplish, that maybe Rise is the better place to go. There are other things <laughs> that Bajor is probably going to give you. Yeah. So, it just depends on what you're in the mood for. And I think after this year, I would I would be more Bajor. Yeah. Some of the things that Rise would give you, you could get in a holodeck, <laughs> if you really needed, if you really wanted. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Um, I have another one. If, yeah, pos- if possible, or I have a few more. Uh, if possible, mm-hmm. uh, the Boreth Monastery. Um, yeah. I don't know if, because I know in uh, Klingon culture, it's such a <sighs> kind of closed. closed, not a lot of people go there, can go there. So, um, But I think it would be such a cool, just to be able to experience Cleon culture to like the max. And I think, I don't know if I want to go to Kronos and that would be like, I it would be scary to kind of go out at night no. if I were to go, if I were to go to uh, Kronos, but I think going to the monastery would be so it's up in the mountains. It's really like excluded. And um, I'm sure there's some beautiful views and some, 
Um, yeah, some great architecture as well. Did we? Is that where they went in Discovery as well? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I got time crystal. I love that kind of um, that setting too. Just like. I mean, it's not, it's definitely cold and, um, stuff, but it's not like frigid. It's not like I could just freeze and things. So I, 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 I kind of, it's kind of like going into the cabin up into the woods kind of where it's kind of excluded, mm-hmm. uh, very colder climate, but not too cold. Right. Um, very excluded. So I think that's kind of my next one if I could, because I know that it's definitely tough for outsiders to go there, but if I could. Yeah, for okay. sure. It's definitely a, a a premium spot that might be difficult to get into, but if you could, Jeff is in the Periscope room and uh, mentioned. He said, "Great call." He he likes Borath a lot, mm-hmm. um, and I echo that. If you could get in, if you could find a way to get in there, I, I would love to see it. Yeah. Explore the culture there and the, the play on uh, sort of religion and history, all that stuff. Uh, um, the Klingon thing that came to mind for me, maybe because I just recently watched it. I talked about it on Track After Dark a little bit last night. Again, that was kind of an episode that I weirdly enjoyed more than usual. Is uh, in Firstborn, they go to this Klingon colony um, in TNG, Moranga 4, uh, where they have this big festival. It's like a K-less-centric holiday, and they do a big thing. And it, it, it seemed like a pretty safe place. Like, you, you mentioned Borath being like a, kind of an exclusive for Klingons only. You have to have, like, a a real reason to be there. You're probably not going to let a human Starfleet officer just kind of wind around Borath, but if you could do it, especially at some point along the timeline, maybe it opened up and good relations with Klingons, maybe you can get in. But this 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 Klingon colony on Moranga 4 looked like open and welcoming and yeah, yeah. Uh, Starfleet officers were kind of just like wandering around, <laughs> checking it out, uh, taking part in, in, in the different things they have. Uh, I, w- I would like to go to a place like that for, for Klingon culture okay. and um hopefully not get mugged or beat up or, you know, harassed, but I'd take the risk at a place like that. Yeah. Uh, so deep cut choice, Moranga four, uh, cut, yeah. colony, uh, from one off little teeny firstborn. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Cyber honey mentions these just chronos smelly and there may be those strange monsters roaming around, uh, and they're for a pente, not for her. Uh, yeah, Rora Pente, I would not choose. No, I don't no, think no. I would have any <laughs> desire to go there. Um, and that's why you got to be careful picking Klingon locations. You might end up on Rora Pente unwillingly. You go to the wrong place and you make the wrong move and you insult the wrong person. Uh, you don't want to end up at Rora Pente. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jeff in the Periscope room just threw out another suggestion. Throws, uh, mentions Free Cloud. Um, oh. from Star Trek Picard with the Vegas type uh, yeah. location. If you're into that kind of thing, if you're looking for uh, it's like the Vegas kind of, of uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if Vegas is your vibe and you want like on a bigger scale with uh, Star Trek uh, window dressing and uh, aliens and all the stuff that goes along with that, mm-hmm. I think Free Cloud's probably your spot. Um, the way Picard portrays it makes it look a little dangerous to me. It doesn't look like the safest place to be, um, yeah. but uh, I, I can I can see it. it's like clearly it's a it's a place people want to go. Yeah, like people end up there for riffraff and all kinds of reasons. Yeah. <clears throat> what else comes to mind for you? Do you have any others? I have a couple, but uh, yeah, you can go. <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead. 
I like Trill. I think Trill, especially the way it's portrayed in this season of, of Discovery, too. I, even in like Equilibrium, I think it's with with the capabilities that they had and the resources they had. I think they did a nice job with the mm-hmm. purple oceans and uh, Dax describes some some pretty cool uh, you know locations to go check out. She wants to take Cisco to. I think it seems pretty nice, but I think the way Discovery kind of portrays it, uh, it makes it even look more appealing uh, as just like a pretty place to be, uh, relaxing and uh, uh, welcoming. Yeah, uh, I I think um, I think that would be on my list of places I'd want to see at some point in my life if I lived in Star Trek universe. So another one with a lot of history and a lot of cool places. Yeah, to uh, to check out. Do you think they have with a welcoming environment? Do you think they have like uh, like kind of a, a cruise ship equivalent uh, in Star Trek, where maybe you can, hey, let's uh, let's tour the, um, <laughs> uh, I don't know the, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, like the Badlands, like just these kind of <laughs> destinations uh, where I guess maybe some. Uh, I don't know if they're vacation spots, there but, should be. but like historical, like, hey, let's go to the neutral zone between uh, whichever, you know, things like that. Yeah, um, it should be. I would hope that there would be some kind of like package deal kind of a thing where you could get on a ship and they take it all the different hot spots. Yeah. Yeah. If there was, I'd go. I would also go to um, if they had any like historical ship. I know the shipyards uh, could be a place, but we don't really know if there's like have just like tours and things like that. But I'm sure they have a place where, where they retired retired old ships and things like that. I would love to be able to see that. But um, yeah, I think don't they mention a couple of times? I think in these are the voyages they mentioned <laughs> that the NX01 is a museum, uh, and I think somewhere along the way do they mention something else so i think you're right i think there are like historic ships that are yeah uh basically you know repurposed as the museum-like artifacts um so wherever that is where yeah. they store these things would be a cool place to go for sure this uh this just kind of came to me as well um add this to my list uh Cassidy Yates uh, says she had like knows like of this baseball kind of tournament where they have they play it on this. Um, I forget, but I would go there. Cessna's three. I would go there, get a hot dog, um, and kind of enjoy just baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. That would be a cool place. Yeah, Cessna's three is the place and the, the connection there that makes it like a a memorable spot. That is that's the planet in arena that they go to in the beginning. It's like a Starfleet uh, okay. uh, work post <laughs> that gets blown up by the Gorn. Uh, and it gets mentioned again in Deep Space Nine is that that's where there's this baseball league, I guess. Yeah. The Pike City Pioneers plays it uh, on Cessna's 3. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's a really cool choice, too. Uh, Cessna's 3 would be a, a neat place to visit. Yeah. Um, for some cool history with what happened in the 23rd century and you got baseball too at least happening I'm sure there are other unmentioned things um, that are going on there too oh um I don't know if this got mentioned in chat or on Twitter but I feel like I saw it but Baku wouldn't that be a, a great place to go as well Baku would be cool yeah um in Star Trek Insurrection absolutely that's a uh, certainly a luxurious uh, laid back you know 
beautiful location. Yeah. Uh, welcoming people. Um, yeah, I think that's probably a, a, a neat place to see. Uh, cool rings. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that would be. Yeah. It's kind of in an isolated spot in the Briar Patch. Mm-hmm. Um, Might be tough getting Probably there. not the most accessible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if you can get there, yeah. I think that's a it's a cool location for sure. Uh, Jeff also mentions Beta Zed, which also seems kind of lush and relaxing the same way that uh, Trill does, like a lot of the similar qualities there. Um, I agree. There's a lot of planets like that that are, you know, advanced, kind of like Earth is in the 24th century that kind of haven't figured out, mm-hmm. you know, good climate, good, you know, places to go. Uh, clean air, you know, clean water, not, mm-hmm. you know, there, I, I think there's a lot of places like that. I think those are two examples that are kind of hitting the same sorts of uh, buttons. Yeah. Um, so good call, Beta Z. Yep. Um, because I just watched it. If you're if if you're into this, you know that that kind of thing with the clean air, clean water, food. I just watched Meridian. If Meridian happens to be famous, oh, yeah. plenty of time. <laughs> you want to climb a tree the way the yeah, yeah. tree that Dax and what's his name did. Uh, you, you can head into the Gamma Quadrant and wait for that plant to pop back in. Yeah, spend a couple of days uh, walking around those gardens and. Yeah, I'd, I'd check it out if it was the right time where it's around. Um, would you go to Andor? Andoria? Too uh, cold, too icy, or would you want to... I think it would be... I feel like in my head canon they have got like fun ice cave... Like you can explore ice caves, you can climb them, explore them. Um, I'm guessing they... <laughs> The Andorian Ale, they probably got good probably bars there too. I think that's one of the uh, that's one of the destinations maybe that I would enjoy the the, uh, the people there more than the actual like. Um, I think it would be fun to definitely do some like ice cave exploring or climbing or things like that. Um, but yeah, I think I would enjoy the people uh, maybe a little bit more uh, than that. Than the environment itself. Than the environment itself. Uh, Jeff also mentioned uh, Dayton Ward's Vulcan Travel Guide makes Vulcan look pretty appealing. Yeah, there is a whole book on if you were to go to Vulcan in universe, things to see it on planet Vulcan. Uh, and episode like Home in Enterprise, the, the the fire planes, the trip is so excited to see, and the volcanoes, yeah. and it does seem like there are cool things to see there if you're, you know, if 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 you're tolerant of the heat and the, the sort of desert climates that are very common there. Uh, I, I would definitely go to Vulcan for sure. I, that's another one. If I lived in the Star Trek universe, that is a planet that I would want to see uh, and, and spend some time on in my lifetime for sure. Yeah. Uh, because of the history and the, the culture there and the familiarity with uh, not too big on the heat, stuff. maybe, but uh, yeah, uh, the heat. The heat's a little worrisome <laughs> for sure. Yeah. that would be my least favorite aspect of it. And the thing, I, I wouldn't want to go and you know go on a trek in the forge uh, for sure. I Which they probably have like, the forge tours, maybe. They probably do. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, in a nice little comfortable shuttlecraft that maybe you poke out and walk around for a few minutes and then get back into the AC. Sure, I can do it. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to take a hike in the tour. I wouldn't want to take a hike tour in forge. That's for sure. Yeah, but I'd want to go to Vulcan. I'd want to see it. <clears throat> like is, Vulcan architecture too. Yeah, is there a Delta Quadrant uh, destination that you would maybe want to go? Um, 
I think it would be fascinating to um, this. It may be not really a, a, a destination, but more of like a fascination. the The planet in thirty days with all the water and how they. Oh yeah. I think that would be fun to kind of see. Um, yeah. Kind of that. Uh, that's just kind of like a spectacle. That's that's the other thing. It's it it doesn't really have to necessarily be a, a vacation destination. Destination. Sure. It could be like yeah. a spectacle. You're a, a, kind of curious, like I am with the I forget the planet uh, in thirty days, but um, yeah, yeah. No, there's there's a lot of things to see that you might, you might not necessarily want to like spend a ton of time or get off the ship. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, there are, especially in Voyager, the the, the the time anomaly planet in Blink of an Eye would be a cool thing to just kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. see from a distance. Uh, you don't want to get too close, uh, but that would be kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because Voyager is so built on like these high concept science fiction ideas, and, uh, you know, high concepts, uh, there are a lot of like planets like that. Um, regions of space like that that are appealing on that level like on a scientific level yeah uh, but might not necessarily be the safest places to go mm-hmm. um, uh, one that kind of pops to mind is like uh, on the surface looks like oh that would be a cool place to hang out for a little bit is that Sakaris uh, the one from Prime Factors with Pleasure Dude oh who, uh, yeah early <laughs> yeah. on uh, <laughs> yeah yeah who's super welcoming and very happy to please uh, at least for the beginning of the episode uh yeah i guess if you approach it from the right attitude and you don't push too many buttons uh, asking for this and that like you know as long as you don't ask for his technology uh you'd, you'd be pretty good to go but they did apparently get assimilated by the board so mm-hmm. i guess depending on where you are in the timeline uh <laughs> it may or may not be available to you uh anymore but uh it certainly looked like a welcoming place as long as you um didn't step on too many toes. I would love to. I'm trying to look up the name of the thing, but there's the um, remember in Drive where they enter that race, that shuttlecraft race. I think that would be, yeah. that would be kind of a fun activity to do yeah. uh, in the Delta Quadrant. Uh, <clears throat> Agreed. Yeah, yeah the, the Delta Quadrant's loaded with. Things like that. I, I'm really eager to like get into Voyager, the rewatch, because uh, it's been such a long time. It's been a couple of years since I watched, two, three years maybe since I really got into Voyager, and it doesn't seem like a long time, but for me, that's a long time. Uh, so <clears throat> there's got to be other things in Voyager. Um, but there's so many things in Voyager that I definitely wouldn't want to, like all the like if, if the Vidians are kind of hanging around oh, no, there, no. if the yeah. The Herogen, or if you're like a Herogen space, you're in Borg adjacent territory. No way. Like that, I'd, I'd steer away from a lot of places just out of an abundance of caution. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't survive this travel ban situation that we're putting ourselves into to get assimilated or to get, you know, organs pulled out of my body by the Vidians or crushed by Herogen. Yeah. So, there's a lot of places to be careful of in the Delta Quadrant, too. Yeah. What about that planet in Envoys in uh, Lower Decks with all the different uh, <laughs> all the different embassies, like different regions that are like uh, run by different cultures? Like yeah. there's a Klingon spot. There's the uh, the 
this it's really a hub of all this activity from different societies. That's that I like. I would yeah. I would want to go there. That's that's I don't a remember the name of the planet. Yeah, that's a place where you can knock out a bunch of stuff. Like you could yeah. you could experience like a, a bunch of different things. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely agree with that. That's a good one for sure. Um, yes. I think we have to even mention Earth. I feel like I would love, love to go yeah. to San Francisco, um, see the academy, see the headquarters yep. and things like that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Earth for sure, especially if you were stuck off of Earth. Uh, after, exactly. You know, for whatever this travel yep. ban, if you're on a ship and you couldn't go anywhere or whatever, that would be a, uh, a strong pull for sure to go back to Earth and mm-hmm. see it. And I feel like that's not uncommon in the Star Trek universe. Like, there are probably Starfleet officers who have been to Earth in a long time. <laughs> you know, so... Yeah. Um, yep. Um, yeah. I'll get you Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Any others pop to mind for you? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Is there a destination in Enterprise, maybe that, or I, I know we've touched on a few things with uh, Deep Space Nine specifically and Voyager specifically, but um, Rogue Planet from Rogue Planet, the episode of Rogue Planet, mm. uh, mm-hmm. seems like a pretty neat place to at least see. Uh, yeah, you know that, that, that it, it seems like a, a rare, you know. A rare occurrence to see a rogue planet that's like alive, yeah, not just like a rock in space. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd probably throw that some love as a place I maybe want to see at least once. Yeah. Um, if they fixed the um, or found a fix for the uh, the pollen issue in oh, that yeah. early episode, yeah, that, that <laughs> yeah, planet in Strange New Worlds, I wouldn't want to have the same experience the trip and fall and. <laughs> The rest of them had, yeah. Uh, if they could fix that, give me an injection. I would, I would go there. Yeah, uh, that looked like a cool place to hang out. Um, That's the. I guess there's a few like that. If they could fix. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Like resolutions. What's a planet? Yeah, that planet. It's kind of like Same a kind tr- of thing. tropical kind of. Uh, but you would have Untouched like a, bars. A, a, a wood-carved uh, bath that you could go into. You yeah, know? right. <laughs> uh, as long as you don't catch the the, the bug. Virus. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, that's the only fix. Um, but I would be yeah. kind of fascinated with like a kind of essentials, right? They have all these, uh, you know, Starfleet issue, you know, survival things you've had to build yourself and things like that. I would be kind of fascinated uh, to be able to experience that for a month to six weeks, depending on how much leave I had saved up. But, um, yeah, I would not want to be trapped there. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, Jimmy 77 mentions, uh, the enormous space dock for seeing Star Trek three. Mm. And I, I think of STO, you know, I played a little STO and that, that space dock, um, like location seems like a cool thing to see. The, the one thing I would say about that is if, if, if you're in Starfleet, I'm sure you've seen that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. guessing that you've probably been there, but if you haven't, for whatever reason, that's definitely something I would want to experience. Yeah. Uh, so that's definitely a, a good shout out, Jimmy 77. Uh, and then cyber honey asks if there are, uh, 
space phenomenon that we would want to see. Maybe not a planet. Like you were kind of saying, there are some planets that maybe for like scientific reasons you'd want to see and get close to, but you might not want to. Crystalline entity. Spend too much time. Uh, again, maybe keep your distance, but yeah, yeah. Crystalline entity. Um, the Badlands. Badlands. Yeah. An interesting thing to see. Um, the wormhole. Oh yeah, big time. Uh, Go to deep space. Yeah. And see the wormhole. Yeah, that'd be the thing. That's that's again why I keep coming back to. If I could go anywhere, I would go to Pajor slash Deep Space Nine. There's so much to do. There's quarks. There's the see the wormhole. There's uh, toward Deep Space Nine as a whole. There's so many shops and you know mm-hmm. things to see just on the promenade and then on Bajor. It's 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 a treasure trove. Yeah. So um, and it's safe. You're protected by you know Captain Cisco up there or whoever True. in charge. Because uh, you'd be a, a Federation like citizen. Pretty, yeah. Yeah. Yep. ER's mixing ER Mixon's craziest theories mentions the planet from Justice. <laughs> which is the I don't know if I'm fit enough to go. There. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't step on the, the, the sacred planet. flowers or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's um I think you have to have the right personality for that. I think uh the way that they frame that the the, the, the sort of in my opinion, kind of cringy element of that episode is that they make love at the drop of a hat, right? Like they, yeah. it's like the most casual thing. It's like shaking a hand. Like, yeah, there are people who might get down with that and <laughs> think of that as like a tourist destination. There's some people who might not, mm. you know, <laughs> be as comfortable hanging out in a place like yeah. that. So, uh, your, your mileage may vary. Um, mm. and you obviously need to be very careful not to yeah. step on any growing grass or, uh, yeah, protected piece of landscaping or something. You wind, wind up in big trouble. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy seventy seven mentions the Yorktown station in Star Trek Beyond. Oh, so yeah, three. that would be yes, really cool. Or, yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Rob's in the room. On hey, YouTube. Rob. How you doing, Rob? Good to see you as always. Um, <clears throat> yeah. For architecture and culture, Cyber Honey would go to Cardassia Prime. That's a bold decision. That's another one. I'd, I'd be, be little... scared to go out at night, but yeah, that's yeah. order in the day. Their trials yeah. scare me. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to wind up in their justice system. Yeah. 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 You get a tooth pulled and uh, not not good. Watch Tribunal and yeah. scary. Um but I mean, yeah. If, if it was a protected environment and a sanctioned thing, and you, you felt pretty safe, I, I do feel like the the culture, the history, the architecture on Cardassia would be a neat thing to see. So maybe maybe post what we what you leave behind, like post Deep Space Nine, new government, Dominion's long gone, no more Golden Cot. Uh, perhaps I can see uh, a trip to Cardassia Prime. That's the same it's thing with Romulus, trip. right? Or- any yeah. any place where the Romulans are at, like it, it would definitely. Yeah. There's some great culture, and I think there would be some interesting things to explore. But also, uh, risky, uh, risky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want this to be my last vacation. Yeah. Sovereign um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> missions, Andoria for a winter vacation. Yeah. Ice caves. Yeah. Yeah, ice caves. Cool. Indoor cool. If that's your vibe, if you're if you're comfortable with the cold yeah. temperature and 
I, I think that's cool. We talked about that, Rob. Yeah, Rob, uh, we did. The Pleasure Planet, which season one, I think we said as long as you don't, you know, step on any toes and, you know, ask to use any technology, I, I think uh, it, it would be a, a neat place to hang out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. They, they certainly seem accommodating. Um, yeah. But uh, Picard does seem to indicate that they have been assimilated, so I think it would have to be the right time period. Yes. You might, you might show up at that planet and expect it to be greeted with, uh, you know, pleasure Born. and accommodation and find you know ruins and drones <laughs> yeah jimmy we mentioned a, a few other places that uh i feel like the humans or outsiders would not be welcome but it would be fun to visit <clears throat> cyberani says she would want to visit the nexus oh me too uh, me too uh, the nexus <laughs> the nexus would be cool but the, the the nexus is risky in its own right look what it did to soren you know yeah. he got obsessed obsessed yeah it wasn't wasn't good but just think about it, just chopping wood <laughs> riding horses i mean it's yeah, anything you want <laughs> yeah that's the beauty of it absolutely yeah. there are some cool possibilities in the nexus but yeah. i don't know if you'd ever want to leave that's the whole thing yeah yeah yep all kinds of things it's one of those one of those uh little missions you could have like started a rewatch and had a pad of paper next to you to like jot down every time they came across a thing or a planet that you genuinely want to go see if you lived in this universe like go visit as a vacation spot or as a scientific curiosity something you'd want to go study or check out that would be a cool uh little side project to kind of track just how many things like star trek presents because there's so much of it obviously there's 800 some episodes and so many places, so many things, so many anomalies, so many sightseeing opportunities that can't hold them all in your head. Um, yeah. Rob, you love favorite son. It's the most. The most <laughs> yeah. I feel like every time you come in, fascinating. Here, <laughs> you mentioned favorite son. Uh, it's fascinating. Um, just make sure you escape before the ceremony. Yes. Yeah, big time. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, 1980s Earth from the Voyage Home hmm. would be a fun place to visit. I don't know if I'd want to ride the bus. No, not that bus. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, again, you, you, could, you could go on forever, and there are tons of places. It's a cool way to kind of think about the episodes and the movies and yeah. uh, go down memory lane thinking about all these different, mm-hmm. you know, places and yeah. sites. Um it's been it's been a fun conversation I'd love um, to go to the Royale <laughs> uh, the Royale but, uh, but again as I, long as you can get out yeah exactly that's <laughs> the thing if I could, uh, solve the mystery and be able to get out I think that would be fun as well yeah but that's the whole key yeah. you don't want to be like the guy who was legit stuck in the Royale never got out yeah um, yeah that's yeah um, I agree well, if you guys have any more, definitely uh, list them here. I think we're probably going to wrap up the conversation as a whole. But I think this has kind of came to mind, and this is just me kind of okay, – you, you guys are going to get a little bit of taste of how we kind of brainstorm our topics. But I think, Bill, we should have a part two, but you do uh, holodeck programs and try to keep it as, as PG <laughs> as possible. <laughs> <laughs> but what holodeck programs <clears throat> would you use for a – not a des- not a vacation, but uh, in your free time, 
<laughs> it's a good question. Yeah. I think that's a cool, like, yeah, you're a Starfleet officer, like, you go to the holiday, you got holiday time, what do you do? Yeah. Like, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you use it for? I think yeah. that's a cool thing to think about. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll do that. I think that goes on our, on our list of topics. Yeah. So, yeah. Jimmy77 says, how about characters we'd like to meet? I think that's a whole nother yeah. potential topic too. Characters that we think we'd vibe with and want to hang out with. Um, definitely a yeah. good idea. Yep. Yeah. All great ideas. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> so before we wrap up, I'll, I'll just uh, do our typical plug for our Discord server. Um, I put out a, a call for new members. We did get a, a new person the other day. Um, uh, that's always open. Um, yep. Because I, we always mention it on the show. Um, if you're interested, uh, Discord is a an application that you can get on your phone or on your computer. It's it's basically like an old style chat room, but in more regulated, open, or like more invitation based uh, place yeah. to hang out with people. And uh, we have a we have a Discord server for Star Trek fans. Uh, it's not huge. It's not like this vast giant place where there's you know tons of conversation all the time it's it's small and modest and um but very positive uh nice place to meet people uh, every couple months we have what we call trek after dark which is uh like a, basically a group call for anybody that wants to participate you can be on video you can be on mic you can just type along and listen and watch us um we just casually hang out and talk about whatever we have going on in life and watch episodes sometimes we play trivia um and sometimes we end up just talking all night because we like hanging out yeah um and uh, yeah it's it's a cool way to get to know other star trek fans from all over the world really um on a more personal level and we've had a great time doing it so if you're interested in joining that and having those kinds of opportunities you can dm me on twitter at trekfan4387 i'll invite you uh we have channels in that server for people to share what they're watching watch logs like i know every time i watch an episode i throw it out there and if people want to talk about it they talk about it if not it's just a place to say hey this is what i'm watching yeah Uh, there's a literature channel where people talk about what they're reading there's um uh, off topic where people will talk about other things they're watching so uh, definitely would uh, recommend if you're a discord user or you're curious about it to yeah. send me that DM and we'll, we'll get you up. yeah yeah our mix is crazy theories that's a great uh, that's a great topic to scared to visit. <laughs> yeah yeah there's a lot of those that's a whole different yeah there's a lot of things we didn't mention here uh <laughs> Yeah. That's like the polar opposite of this. So, another good idea. Cool. Yeah, we'll be back next week. I believe more Star Trek content. Um, yeah. You guys know the drill. Bill talked about it. The discussion doesn't have to stop here. Um, I think Twitter and Discord are probably our two main sources of uh, keeping the conversation alive. I want to thank everybody in chat for joining us here today. Uh, you guys make the, make the show. It's always great to hear from you guys and have your input as... Bill and I are just blabbering on about Star Trek. So, yeah, absolutely. It's good. <clears throat> yeah. Appreciate everybody in the chat. Rob, Cyberhoney, ER Mixes, Crazy Theory, Jimmy77, Jeff, uh, all the input you guys gave uh, made the show better. We appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Yep. Thanks, everybody, for watching. See you, everybody. Hey, this is Trek Live Dan again. Like I said before, the discussion does not have to stop here. Come over to our Twitter. Facebook, and our Discord channel to keep the Star Trek discussion alive. See you guys next time.